Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simon Reishmim Gimel, we begin Halacha Dalit, section 243. We begin the fourth Halacha. And yesterday we talked about a situation where it appears that a non-Jew is doing an activity for the sake of the Jewish employer alone. So Al-Tarebbe continues in Halacha Dalit, how much more so does the above apply? In other words, that the non-Jew may not do so on Shabbos for the Jew, if... The non-Jew was hired by the day. In other words, he was told for each individual day that you operate the bathhouse, oven, or mill, I will pay you such and such. such." Even though the Jewish employer did not tell him to operate the concern on Shabbos, and the non-Jew went and did so on his own initiative, it is necessary to admonish him for this and not allow him to operate the concern on Shabbos. Needless to say, it is forbidden for the Jew to tell the non-Jew to work on Shabbos, even when the, the non-Jew is working as a co- contract. Continuing the Allah. Although the non-Jew has his own self-interest in mind, which is that he's working to earn the wage designated him for each day of his work. In other words, in the previous Allah, we talked about a case where the non-Jew had no direct benefit from working the extra day because he was paying, being paid by the year or by the month. In this case, he's each day that he works enables him to earn more money. So even though he has this self-interest to make more money, nevertheless, since he does so, because of the statement of the Jewish owner who hired him to work for a number of days, in other words, to be paid according to the number of his working days, so then he's considered as working as a shliach, as an agent of the Jewish owner. True, the Jewish owner did not tell him to work on Shabbos. He merely hired him to work for a number of days without making any specifications. Nevertheless, the non-Jew who is operating the concern on Shabbos operates it because the Jewish owner hired him for a number of days. And in his mind today, in other words, on Shabbos as well, he is the Jewish owner's hired worker. And he is acting as his shliach, as his agent. Therefore, even though he is working for his own benefit, this is of no consequence with regard to his halachic status. Because when it comes to shlichus, to agency, it makes no difference whether he is acting for the benefit of the principal or for his own benefit. Regardless, v'inkach shluchayu, he is, is his agent. Okay, halachay. Even when the Jewish owner hired the non-Jew for an entire year, in which case his activities on Shabbos are not considered separate or distinct. But even in that case, if he transgressed and did not admonish the non-Jew, but instead permitted him, allowed him to operate the concern on Shabbos, and the non-Jew brought the fees for the Jewish owner, he's forbidden to benefit from the fees collected on Shabbos. This stringency applies even though the non-Jew did not bring him the fees he received for the Shabbos as a separate and distinct entity, but rather combined them with the fees for the other days. For example, he brought him the fees for four or five days combined together. Since the higher arrangement was for the entire period as one unit and the fees are combined together, the Shabbos fees are not considered as a distinct entity. Okay, so he brought, him, he brought him the fees for four or five days, and Shabbos was one of those days. In such a case, so then the, the, the money is not uh, forbidden as schar Shabbos, Shabbos earnings, now there's money that was earned on Shabbos, as we're going to explain in Allah Yudalaf, still the Jew may not benefit from the fees collected by the non-Jew on Shabbos. Sheknasuhu chachamim. This is a penalty our sages imposed upon him. Now, in his Kuntus Achrein, Al Rebbe explains the source for his ruling, stating the following: that Rav Yosef Cairo and Ramah maintain that it is forbidden for a non-Jew 
hired for a year to operate a bathhouse only because of the impression that might be created. It's called Marasayin. Nevertheless, these authorities maintain that even when the prohibition is only that of Marasayin, the proceeds are still forbidden. The Magen Abram differs and he maintains that when only the prohibition of Marasayin is involved, then the proceeds are not forbidden. Nevertheless, he agrees, the Magen Avram agrees with the conclusion of the other authorities, but for another reason. The Magen Avram maintains that this is not just a prohibition of Marasayin, but an actual prohibition. Why? Because the non-Jew is considered as the Shliach, the agent of the Jew. Therefore, the proceeds are forbidden. Now, as mentioned in his Madura Basra, the Altarebbe changed his opinion regarding this issue, and the Jewish owner is allowed to benefit from the proceeds. This concludes Halacha Hey and today's share.